Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines. And let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be the sixth shooter original air date is April 4th, 1954. And the title is General Gulford's Widow. Hope you enjoy. And again, thanks for listening. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In a moment, you'll hear James Stewart as the Six Shooter, just one of many fine programs brought to you each week on NBC. Tomorrow night, there's top comedy entertainment with the Bob Hope Show, the Phil Harris, Alice Faye Show, and Can You Top This with Senator Ford. Bob Hope delivers rapid-fire comedy routines, while Phil Harris and Alice Faye bring both mirth and music. It's a great Friday night lineup of comedy programs, all of them heard only on NBC. James Stewart as the Sick Shooter.
The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl. Its handle unmarked. People call them both the sick shooter. The NBC Radio Network presents James Stewart as the Sick Shooter, a transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. weren't exactly lost, Scar and me. Well, uh, not completely, anyhow. I had a sort of a general idea of our whereabouts, but I must have taken a wrong turn back at Glen Forbes for we'd have reached Minton by now. The trouble was I'd never covered the southern part of the state before. So for the last half hour, I sort of kept my eyes peeled for a ranch where I could get my bearings. Hadn't spotted any signs of civilization, though. There didn't seem to be any settlers along the trail. And when I finally did come within sight of a house, I almost missed it. And Scar, he didn't. He was thirsty and he could smell water. What's the matter, boy? What's the matter? What? Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. It was about a quarter of a mile east, nearly hidden in a clump of cottonwoods. Large, rambling, two-story building. Sort of gray-colored. Like it had been white once and needed a coat of paint. Yeah. I begin to wonder whether anybody still lived here. Easy, boy. Easy. Easy now. The steps leading up to the porch were cracked and broken. And a hole in the side window was stuffed with newspaper to keep the wind out. Hello? Anybody home? Who? Who is it? What do you want? Well, I had just some directions, ma'am. I, I'm looking for a trail to Minton. Oh. Just a minute. Trail to Minton, you said? Yes, ma'am. You said you should have turned east at Glen Fort. Oh, oh, trail I Trail past here is the old one. Four miles longer and nobody uses it anymore. I see. Well, as long as it goes to Minton anyway. Four miles longer and nobody uses it nowadays. Yes, ma'am. Uh, still, it'd be shorter than going all the way back to Glen Fort, wouldn't it? I... I guess so. Yes, well, thanks, ma'am. Oh, oh uh, oh, ma'am. Yes? Uh, you don't have to have some extra water, do you, from a horse? There's a pump out and back. I'll show you. Oh, no, no need for you to trouble yourself. I'll find it. Come on, come on. There's no trouble, mister. Uh, uh Ponson, ma'am. Britt Ponson. Ponson? I think I've heard my husband speak of you. Oh. You can use that bucket. Oh, here it is, thanks. We've had a dry summer, very dry. It may take a while for it to start drawing. Sure, sure. Brit Ponsett. Yes, I'm certain the general mentioned your name. The general? I'm Hannah Guilford. General Guilford's wife. Oh. Oh, well, I'm very pleased to meet you, Mrs. Guilford. Then, then you do know William. I knew him, yes. Yes, ma'am, I... I knew him when he was in command of Fort Clark. That was a couple of years before he... Fort Clark. 
I wasn't with him there. William thought it would be too dangerous. Indian. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The general will be very pleased when I tell him to stop by. He... He's taking a nap uh-huh. now, and I'd hate to wake him. But if you're going to be in Minton, well, perhaps some other day... But uh, I, I don't quite understand, ma'am. I I, I thought that I, I'm in... You don't believe me, do you? You're like all the others. You think he's dead. You think the Cheyenne killed him. No, no, Mrs. Gilbert. I, I tell did, you, I he's alive. General William Gilbert's still alive. Well... Anna Guilford wasn't the first woman to get rocked off balance by the shock of her husband's death. I was kind of surprised that she wasn't over it by now. It's been five years since the massacre at Red Hills. Five years since William Guilford and his cavalry regiment have been wiped out the last man. Easy, boy. Easy. Oh, I had enough? All right, come on. Anyway, I fled Scar away from the pump. My started climbing in the saddle. Just then, the front door opened again. Huh. She looked different now, somehow. Clear-eyed, calm, sensible. Mr. Ponson? Yes, ma'am? I wonder if you'd do me a favor. Well, I'd be happy to, Miss Guilford. I've made a list of some supplies I need from Trailer's General Store in Hinton. Would you ask Mr. Trailer to bring them out first thing in the morning? Oh, certainly, ma'am. Here. My husband and I were planning to take the buckboard into town this afternoon, but I don't think he's up to the drive. This way you'll save us the trip. You sure you don't mind? No, no, not a bad, not a bad. Oh. Bye, Miss Gilford. Bye. Don't forget to tell Mr. Trailer first thing in the morning. That's when I want them. <laughs> She's not getting this stuff first thing in the morning or any other time. No? Uh, I can't go on supporting Hannah Guilford for the rest of her life, Mr. Ponsett. You can see that. Sure, sure. Uh, I know the general was a hero. Give his life fighting for the rest of us. But there's a limit. Uh, feeding her ain't enough. I have to send food for him, too. Yeah, well, I'm afraid I don't understand, Mr. Trailer. Well, look at this here list of hers. Yeah, right here. Two steaks for the general. You know how thick to cut them. Oh, well, I'm not saying don't feel sorry for her, living out there all alone, cooking meals for him. There's talk she even sets his place at the table. Well, what is... But she's carrying on like this for five years, Mr. Ponsett, refusing to believe that he's dead. Pretending that we're the ones who are crazy because we tell her the truth about him. Mm-hmm. Now, now we all thought, the folks here in town, that is, we thought she'd come to her senses long before this, but she don't. She seems to get worse all the time. No, well, that's too bad, is it? Yeah. And it's not good for the town, either. Well, how's that? Well, you know how kids are. Oh? Uh, they get ideas. Well, some of them have been sneaking out to the Guilford Ranch, and they claim they've seen the general's ghost. Oh. Yeah. Next thing, it won't be just the kids who are talking that kind of foolishness. Mr. Ponsett? I've heard her carry on a conversation with the general. Is that so? Yeah. Sometimes when I come up to the house with a load of food, she's chattering away like he was right there in the same room with her. Gives a man a peculiar feeling. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah, sure was. 
You don't think it's wrong of me not to give her the grub? No, it sounds like you've done about all you can for her, Mr. Trailer. Besides, it ain't just a food. It's a six-mile ride out there. And I have to close up my store while I'm gone and lose all that trade. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why, you... Oh, what's the use? I keep saying I won't do it again. Keep telling myself I'll put my foot down for good and all, but I never do. I get to thinking about the general and how much we all owe him. And then I get to thinking about Hannah, too. How pretty she was when they got married. She was young and pretty. She was a lot younger than him, you know. Only about 20 at the time of the wedding. Let's see, that was 17... No, it was 18 years ago. 18 years? Well, it, you mean she... What did that make it? You, you mean she's only 38 now? Yeah, somewhere's in there. Not mm-hmm. much older, anyway. You wouldn't think it to look at it, would you, Mr. Fonsett? You wouldn't think she was once the prettiest girl in Minton, now would you? Well, I guess she's been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she has. Well, I suppose I might as well start getting her order together. If I have it all ready to take out there in the morning, I won't miss much business. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I won't miss any business. <laughs> Seems how I got the only general store here in Minton. Say, if it'd be of any help to you, Mr. Trailer, I could drive out to the Guilford Ranch tonight and deliver the supplies. No, 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 no. I wouldn't want to put you out. Oh, I haven't got anything else to do. The cattle I'm waiting for haven't showed up yet. Probably won't be here before morning. Well, if you're sure it won't be an imposition. No, not at all. I'd take myself, but after seven before I close up, and then by the time I had supper, it makes it so darn late. Sure, I understand. It'll only take me a few minutes to fill her order. Oh, uh... Why don't you just dip into that cookie barrel there while you wait? I left Scar at the livery stable and trailer loaded the grub for Mrs. Guilford into the buckboard. And I started off for the ranch. Come on. The sun had gone down by the time I got there. It wasn't dark yet, though. You could still see yellow and red over behind the mountains. But the evening star was getting brighter and brighter. Whoa, whoa, whoa now. Uh, I thought, sure, I... she must have heard me when I drove into the yard. But the front door hadn't opened yet, so I climbed off the seat. Walked up those broken steps onto the porch. And the next thing I... Oh. You can't live on charity forever, will you? Got to do something about the ranch so it'll find some way of getting it in shape again. Just have to have money. I figured it was one of those conversations Trailer had told me about, that Hannah was talking to herself, pretending her husband was with her. And I I felt kind of peculiar, too, the way Trailer said he felt. And I raised my hand to knock, and then all of a sudden I heard something else. Something that told me I'd figured wrong. It's been five years. Don't you think I know how long it's been? Five years, you call it. To me, it's been 50. Well, there wasn't much doubt about who that voice belonged to. Even though I hadn't heard it since Fort Clark, Hannah Guilford wasn't pretending. And she wasn't talking to herself, either. She was talking to her husband.
We'll return to James Stewart as the sick shooter in just a moment. It is the busy folks particularly who should listen to this bit of advice from the American Cancer Society. Regular physical examinations are important in the fight against cancer. Medical science today can cure many cancers if treatment is started soon enough. In other words, to cure cancer, it has to be discovered in its early stages. Regular physical examinations are one of the best ways in the world of detecting the condition in time. Another way is by knowing cancer's seven danger signals. If you'd like a free list of them, plus a lot of other life-saving information, write today to the American Cancer Society in care of your local postmaster. Providing information to fight cancer is part of the American Cancer Society's job. Other vital parts of its job are to provide research, education, and service to cancer patients. You can help in the fight to beat cancer. This is Cancer Control Month by proclamation of Congress. To help, please send a contribution now to Cancer in Care of Your Local Postmaster. Now, Act Two of The Sick Shooter. Starring James Stewart as Britt Ponsett. Well, for a minute or so, I just stood there in the Guilford porch listening. Like everybody else, I thought General Guilford was dead, that he'd been killed by the Cheyennes when his regiment was wiped out. Why, there was even a monument to him in the cemetery in Minton. I'd seen it that afternoon as a road passed there. You know as well as I do, Hannah. We can't sell the ranch and we can't move away. If we were foolish enough to try that. Well, well, whatever the explanation was, it didn't need to concern me. And I turned and started for the buckboard. Right then, one of those cracked porch steps decided to give way. Well, I managed to keep my balance, but I'd made enough racket to drown out half a dozen conversations. Oh, Mr. Ponson. Oh, uh... Good evening, ma'am. What do you want? Why did you come back? Well, I uh, brought the things you ordered from town. I thought I'd save Mr. Trailer a trip. Oh. I I told the general you were here this afternoon. I, I was just talking about you, as a matter of fact. Yes, ma'am, I know. You know. I heard you, uh, and the general. Oh. Here, I'll help you get this stuff unloaded. Never mind. What? Don't bother with it now, Mr. Ponson. Just come into the house, please. Now, look, Mrs. Guilford, I didn't mean to be eavesdropping Doesn't here. matter. Somebody was bound to discover the truth. I thought it would happen before this. I almost hoped it would. This way, Mr. Ponson. Yes, ma'am. I followed Hannah Guilford through the front door. The general was sitting on the horsehair sofa. He hadn't aged at all since I last saw him. Funny, the years had speeded up on his wife, but they'd stopped dead still for him. And when he saw me, he got to his feet and he slipped on an army blouse. And even though the cloth had been patched and mended a dozen times, the jacket was still neatly pressed. It still looked military. Hello, Britt. General? He heard us talking, William. He heard your voice, too. I see. Why did it have to be you, Britt? Well, I, I don't quite understand. Anybody else? People would say it was their imagination, that they'd heard a ghost. But they'd never say that Britt Ponsett was imagining things. 
They'd believe you if you told them I was still alive. Oh, you never know what people are going to believe, General. What difference does it make now, William? Somebody was sure to find out sooner or later. Be quiet, Hannah. I, I want to think. There's nothing to think about. We have to face the truth, that's all. We? I'll stand by you. Always have, haven't I? Yes, my dear, yes. You, you've been very loyal. But I'm the one they'll court-martial. Not you. Court- Not both of us. Court-martial? The army doesn't look very favorably on desertion, Britt. Oh? It was an accident, of course. I... It wasn't intentional. It shouldn't have happened, I know, but my being there wouldn't have made any difference. They'd have all been killed anyway, and me along with them. I see. You weren't at the massacre then? No. I hadn't been feeling well for several days. I didn't know what it was, and the army doctor with us hadn't been able to help me, so I was riding for Browning when when it happened. Yeah? If I had expected the Indians to attack, if I had had any idea there were so many of them, I would never have left my men. The scouts told us only seven or eight hundred. They said the Cheyennes were breaking camp, preparing to withdraw. If I had known there were so many, I would never have left. Yes, but I... How do you think I felt when that corporal caught up with me? The only man who escaped the slaughter. How do you think I felt when he told me what had happened and then died in my arms? Well, maybe if he hadn't died, he'd been able to get help. I went back to them. Back to my men. I saw what had happened with my own eyes. It was horrible. Mutilation. Awful. They were my responsibility, but it wasn't my fault. It wouldn't have made any difference if I had been there. But you should have explained it to the army. I was going to. I wanted to be sure that Hannah understood first. That she was prepared for the shock when the news came out. Then, then by the time I got there, it was too late. Too late. They were saying I was a hero. That I had died with my men. And if I had gone to the army, if I had told them my story, I wasn't sure they'd believe me. They might think I had deserted in the face of enemy fire. There was no one to back me up. No one. I couldn't go to the army. It was too late. I couldn't go to them. So you just stayed on here hiding. You don't know what I've gone through. Oh, I've had my punishment worse than any court-martial could give me. Living in darkness for five years. Never seeing another person but Hannah. Never talking to anybody else. Five years without smelling trees or feeling rain or having a cavalry horse under me. But your wife kept claiming you were alive. You knew that, didn't you? Of course I knew it. It was part of my plan. We had to have food enough for both of us. Clothes, me. That was the way Hannah could get them. I say, Tell everybody I'm alive, I said. Tell them I'm here with you. They'll only think you're crazy. Even if they should see me, if they should stumble onto the truth, they'll never believe it. My wife is a good actress, isn't she, Britt? But no longer, not anymore, William. What do you mean, my dear? Well, you said yourself folks will believe, Mr. Ponson. I said they would believe him. Would? Turn up the lamp, Hannah. My eyes aren't as good as they once were, Britt. I guess eyes need lots of daylight. Well, uh, I... Please, don't go yet. What's that gun for, General? A man changes a lot in five years. Some men do. Five years ago, if I had been forced to go back to the army, take my medicine, 
I'd have been able to do it. But now I can't, Britt. As miserable as I am here, as terrible as this life is, I won't give it up. Put it away, William. Put the gun away. If you fire, if you shoot Mr. Ponson, I'll know that you've lied to me all these years. It was your fault. The massacre, I'll know that you really are a coward. Go into the other room, Hannah. This does not concern you. What concern me? I loved you, William. Even after you came back, after what happened, I still loved you. Now I know, tonight I know, I don't love you any longer. Any more than you love me. Hannah. Look at me, William. Look at my face, my hair. You five years have done that to me. You've done it to me. You mustn't upset yourself, Hannah. Another year or two, we'll be able to leave Minton. Live somewhere else. People won't recognize me then. People will always recognize you. Why do you think you haven't aged? Why do you think you look just the same? It's so people will always be able to tell who you are and you'll never feel safe. That's your punishment, William Guilford. I'm leaving now, General. No, but you're not. Go ahead! Kill him! What's one more life to you? What's one more life to a man who left the whole regiment of soldiers to die? Your husband's not going to kill anybody, Mrs. Guilford. He said he'd changed in the last five years. Well, I think he has changed. I think he's become such a coward that even the sound of a gunshot would scare him half to death. Brent! <laughs> being particularly brave walking out in the channel like that. You can pretty much tell what a man's gonna do when he's holding a gun. The way his eyes look at you. And Guilford's eyes weren't staring at me like he meant business. I started to close the front door and I just glanced back over my shoulder as I did it. Guilford was walking up the stairs. He was almost at the top, and then all of a sudden he kind of stumbled. Guilford! It's too late for that. No! No, it can't be. Better let me put him on the sofa here. William! <laughs> you have any brandy, Mrs. Gilbert? Here now, now. Miss Gilbert. Brandy? Yes, ma'am. I think so. On the sideboard. All right, I'll get it. Yes, yes, give William some brandy and then he'll be all right. He'll be all right, won't he, Mr. Ponson? Here, drink this. Me? But I, I'm not sick. It's William who's sick. It's William who needs the brandy. The general's dead, Mrs. Gilford. No, no, you're wrong. That's just what people think. That's what we want them to think. But he isn't dead. He's here with me. He lives here in this house. Well, you've got to get a hold of yourself, Mrs. Gilbert. Why do you keep, people keep saying that you General is no, dead? Come on, get a hold of yourself stop, here. Stop shaking me. Stop it. But I didn't stop. I went right on shaking you harder and harder and harder until I thought you were going to faint. And then... For a, for a second she went limp and let out a... Pretty for a little more. Oh. 
And then she straightened up and her expression changed. It was sort of like a window curtain being pulled back from in front of her eyes. I'm... I'm all right now, Mr. Parker. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if I hurt you any. You had to do it. If you hadn't, I don't know what would happen. Well, you, you'd better ride back into town with me and spend the night in there, and we can send somebody back here to take care of the general. I can't, Mr. Parker. I just can't let folks find out about it. Yeah, well, I'm afraid it's got to come out now. Everything? Did he... He left his men to die at the massacre. He was ashamed to admit it. That he's been hiding here ever since. Isn't there some way we can leave him as he was? Any way at all? Well, I... I don't know. I just, under the circumstances, it'd be Not for pretty myself. hard to... I don't care what happens to me. What they say about me, but he... The general had been a good soldier once. A fine soldier. What good would it do to destroy that? Well, I know, but I... It's just... Oh. Uh. Here, you, you'd better be careful there, Miss Guilford. What? Well, that table with the lamp on it, you almost knocked it over there. Oh. And, uh... If the lamp should get broken, you know, this whole place would probably go up in smoke before we could do anything about it. It wouldn't matter. The ranch doesn't mean anything to me. Not now. I could never live here again anyway. Yes, well, uh, all the same, we have to be careful, you know. Fire is very dangerous. Yes, yes, it is. Fire. Now, here, now, what are you doing? Now, put that lamp down. Fire. Come on, come on. Better hurry up and get out of here. Come on. Of course, they found the general's body in the ruins, but they didn't know who it was. And the report got around that it was a tramp tried to force his way into the house and she'd shot him. And the fire had been started during the scuffle. Everybody seemed satisfied by that. And, uh, as long as nobody asked me, I didn't feel obliged to volunteer any additional information. The next time I came back to Menton, I... By George, I could hardly recognize Hannah Guilford. She, she was working in Trailer's General Store. And, uh... Oh, she looked a good eight, ten years younger than she had before. There was even talk about her and Mr. Trailer getting married. <laughs> Seems that uh, after the fire, well, she sort of got a hold of herself and faced up to the fact that the general was dead. At least that's how Trailer explained it to me. He said that the, the tramp breaking in on her has done some good. He showed me the fellow's grave. It was right in the shadow of the monument to General William Guilford.
Six Shooter is a transcribed NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burke and is written by him. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture, The Glenn Miller Story. Others in the cast were Virginia Gregg, Parley Bear, and Robert Griffin. Special music for this program was by Basil Adler, and the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Oh, by the way, you'll be interested in knowing that the Six Shooter has been chosen for broadcast to our men overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Services. This is John Wall speaking. Tonight, play Truth or Consequences with Ralph Edwards on the NBC Radio Network. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, not commercial, share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.